This story is called Purim of the Bandits. Is we know in the story of Purim, so Haman Harasha, he wanted Chas Shalom to do something very bad to all the Jewish people, and Hashem saved us. So we celebrate Purim, but there wasn't only one time in history. There were a lot of times there were a lot of bad people, a lot of Rishayim, who they were fighting against Hashem, and they wanted also to do bad things to the Yidin. And we're here because Hashem protects us. So there are many, many stories of different people and different pl- not nasty plots they had and miracles we had. So different times in history when Yidin were saved, they made like their own little Purim. That in their city or their town or their country, they would celebrate like a Yom Tov thanking Hashem and a little extra mitzvahs. So this one, it happened in the month of Cheshvin. Actually, they celebrated on a Chav Beis, the 22nd day of Cheshvin. This happened in Europe, right by a country called Turkey. And the story goes like this. In the marketplace in, this, in, this, in the city, amongst all the different shops, there was a grocery shop owned by a Jewish person, and he would sell all different types of food, sugar, salt, fish, coffee, different things. And a few doors down was another grocery shop, almost the same thing. This one was owned by a Greek guy. And they all both wanted the customers to come to them, come to me. And it was like a competition. Who's going to get the customers? So at first, most people went to this Greek guy. Because a lot of the people came, a lot of the customers they themselves were Greeks, and even the people who weren't, they said, eh, let's go buy from the guy. Why should we buy from a Jewish person? Eh, why not? But after a while, they started realizing, you know, maybe this, is this Greek person, like, tricking us? That, and when they'd buy from the Yid, they, they would realize, hey, we think the Jewish person is more honest. How, what happened? Is this Greek guy did something very dishonest, very, that says, the Torah says you're not allowed to do. He had different sized scales. A different size weights, actually. Is if they wanted to weigh food, how much it weighs, if you want to buy, let's say, a pound of apples, a pound of sugar, a pound of anything. So nowadays, if you go to the supermarket, when you check out, they have the whole computer there, and if they have fruits, a lot of times they put it down, and they put, you know, they pick up their hands, and the computer tells them how much it weighs, and how much to charge. So, sometimes you also see, like, a basket hanging by the fruits, and with like a little number, like a, kind of like a clock, you put it in and it turns. Those are called scales. It tells you how much the fruit weighs. Because people have to know how much they're going to pay for it. So there was another type of scale that people used mainly back then. As they had two sides, like two plates. And on one side you would put the fruits or vegetables, whatever you want to buy. And the other side you would put something that weighs, a weight. Either one pound, two pounds, three pounds, however much it weighs. So you can know, if I want one pound of apples, so you put this very, like, you know, little heavy weight on one side, and it, that side goes down, and when you put another side apples or whatever it is, so when it reaches one pound, then it comes equal. If it gets more, then the, the apple side, whatever side, goes lower. It's a weight, a scale. You might have seen pictures sometimes, like in the drawings, but they show scales. That's, that's what, what the scales looked like in the shops. So this Greek guy, he had a few different weights, that both had the number one on it. Yeah, this is one pound. He had a, a regular one. Then he had a one that was a little smaller, weighed less. And then he had a big one that weighed more. So when someone would come to buy from him, he would put down the smaller weight. 
that was really less than a pound. So some, let's say, he wanted to buy a pound of apples. Let's say five apples would be one pound, let's say. And they got to put down four. Oh, it's already a pound. You need to pay up. Oh, I thought it was five. No, that's a pound. Look, see, the scale says a pound. The guy didn't realize he was actually got less because the guy treated, tricked him. He put a, a smaller weight. When this Greek guy wanted to buy from someone else, someone else was going to sell him, he would put the heavier weight. He put the heavier weight down. So five apples? No, it's not enough. Not a pound yet. Six, seven. Oh, now seven apples is a pound. Oh, here, that's one pound. See how he tricked someone? When he buy from someone else, he put the heavy weight. So only seven apples. Okay, that's one pound. Once he sell to someone else, he gives a smaller weight. Four apples is already a pound. He'd be, he'd be lying. You get it? So people, after a while, they realize, one second, I, why did I get so little? Is that... When they go to the Jewish person's shop, hey, I think I got more for the same price. You know what? Let me go to the Yid's shop. I don't know. I don't have too much money to waste on going to the Greek guy. So after a while, and also another trick, the thing the guy would do, is let's say he would want to buy some fish. So, oh, this fish? Ha, ha, ha. This fish you can't get here. This is a special, delicious fish. You can't get here. You can't get in your attic. You can't get in the trees. This fish is only in the waters. And only I know which water. This fish, you want it? A hundred coins. Say, what? You crazy? A hundred coins? No way. Hey, you know what? I'll do you a big, big favor. Ninety-four and a half coins. What? I want a fish. I can't pay that much. Uh... So maybe someone would buy it. Maybe not. Come to the Jewish person's shop. This fish? It's a very good fish. I'll give it to you for 30 coins. See, that guy said 100 coins. The Jew said 30 coins. You know what? Uh, I think I'm going to go to the Jewish person's shop. So the customers started moving away from the Greek person's shop, the guy's shop, and started going to the Jewish person's shop. And this Greek guy, he saw his customers. Oh, they're coming to me now, right? Uh, hey, you guys went to the wrong shop. What are you doing there? Uh, and he started getting so angry. Why are the customers leaving me and going to the Jew instead? Just because he's honest? Just because... And he wanted to take revenge and get rid of all his customers from the Jew. The Jew shouldn't have any more customers anymore. So he thought of one nasty trick after another. And they, they were doing more and more nasty things. First thing he did was like this. He saw one of his people used to come to him. This big guy, a Turk. He wasn't so smart. And he saw him going to the Jewish person's shop. And he called him over and said, hey... Why do you go to his shop? You think he gives you a better price? You think he's, he's honest? I'm telling you, this Jew cheats you. He doesn't, he's not honest. He lies to you. Nah, I don't think so. Everyone knows he's a good guy. No, 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 no. I can prove it to you. What do you need to prove it? He, he cheated me? Really? Yeah, yeah, I'll show you, the Greek said. Tell me, what did you buy from him? Salt, two different things. And how much salt? said, okay, this much, one or two pounds, whatever. Come here, let me show you how he's lying to you. Come here, come inside. I'll show you my scale. And he had a bunch of fake weights, the different sizes. So he took a very heavy weight that had the number one in it and said, look, it's not even one pound. See? He's cheating. Look, it's not enough. He's lying to you. So this guy, he wasn't so smart. He believed him. He didn't realize this Greek had a fake weights. So he went back over to the Jewish person's shop and started screaming at him. You dirty thief! You cheated me out of my money I worked so hard for! And he started giving heavy punches and hurting this Jewish person, the Jewish, the Jewish storekeeper. So he started hitting him and hitting him, and this is a big, strong guy. So he would have even killed him 
If not for people trying to stop them, get in the middle, hey, stop, what are you doing? Uh, until the policeman come, came, and he pulled them apart and said, okay, both of you come to the police station. Now this Jew was all beaten up. They brought him to the police station. And this guy said, yeah, this Jewish person, this shopkeeper, he's a thief, he's a cheater, he stole my money, he gave me too little. So the police said, really? Yeah, look, see, he told me this is uh, one pound of salt, and it's not. He said, let me check. So in the police station, they had the official scale to see how much it weighs. He put on the scale and said, no, it weighs a whole pound, even a drop more. He gave you a drop extra. So you're lying. So now you have to get punished. What, you beat him up and you accused him for nothing? So now this Turk said, no, well, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. It was the other guy, the Greek guy. He said, I, I don't believe you. You beat him up and you're, you know, you're, you're accusing him for nothing. You need to get punished. Your punishment. You need to get ten lashes. You're going to whip ten times. And you have to pay him for what you did to him. So the other policemen took him. They started, they started giving him ten lashes. And they made him pay the Jewish in, you know, shopkeeper for what he did. And now this Turk, this guy who got beaten up, now from the policeman, he was so angry. And he left the town. And he's promising, I'm going to take revenge on the whole entire town. On everybody. What happened to me? I got here, I got beaten up. I had to take revenge on everyone. And he came back home to his other play town. And he told his friends and family what happened to him. I came there and they made, made up a story against me. I don't know. They beat me up and they took my money. We're going to go revenge on the town. And we're going to rob everyone. And we're all going to get rich. So come join me. So some people said, okay, yeah, good idea. Come. We'll go. We'll do it. They joined him and he started getting like a gang. I don't know, like a little group, like a little army. Then he started going from one town to the next. And somehow he got more and more people to join him until after a while, it doesn't say how long, after a little while, he got himself an army of 5,000 people. You got people, come on, we're going to make an army. Come on, we're going to make get rich. Come on, we're going to attack this town. Somehow he got 5,000 people in an army. And now when he got this big army together, he said, okay, we're going to go and attack this town. Started marching towards the town. So now everyone in town got terrified. He's coming to attack us. They knew who this guy was. He was angry at everyone. And especially the Jewish people. And he, this guy, this Turk said, I'm going to chas v'shalom. Every single Jewish person, what he's going to do. So the town actually had a wall of protection. It actually had some soldiers. But not 5,000. Not enough to protect them. So they were getting closer. They're coming on the way. It takes a few days to get there. So first of all, the Yidin all made say to make a fast day from the morning till night. No one's allowed to eat at the Davin. Only at nighttime you can eat when it's dark. And also, they're getting close, so they realize they can't do anything to protect. So from the city, they sent two messengers to run to the king, the sultan, saying, you got to help us out. Someone's going to attack us and destroy us. Help. So the army the, the, of these robbers came, and the doors of the, this town were very shut, shut very tight, you know, strong walls. But they realized that as much as we close the doors, if you have an army around the city, somehow they're going to break in with a big army. They're somehow, if they make a little hole, and once they break in a little bit, we're finished. So they were waiting, and like, you know, what's going to happen to us? We don't know. And, and, and the, the king didn't send anyone. We thought, maybe, maybe this robber's army, the other guys, maybe they caught the messengers. That's why no one's coming. And they were trying for a little bit to get inside the, the gates. They couldn't get in. All of a sudden, they tried again to open the gates, and somehow the robber's army found the gates swung right open. I was like, wide open. 
So now everyone got terrified wide open. Then I walk in, they're going to kill everyone. They were just about to march in when all of a sudden the whole army like started to get smaller, smaller. Boom, everyone ran away. Everyone started running. What happened is just then the king's army, the sultan's army came. And the king has a big, powerful, and very, you know, they knew how to do well. They know how to fight well. Very well prepared army. And they came marching full force, you know, full speed to go get the, the robber's army. And the robber's army saw this huge army coming at them, and they don't realize they have, no tr- they have no chance to survive against them. They all started running away. So the king's army chased them and destroyed them. And the head of the robbers, who this Turk who made, all the, made the whole thing, they arrested him, they put him in chains, and they brought him into town. So now the Yidin were all happy. Oh, Baruch Hashem, we're safe. Yeah, they would have almost killed us the last second the king's army came. But something happened is, all of a sudden there came a rumor in town. Everyone started talking and said, you know that those doors opened somehow by, by accident or somehow just, just by itself? You know who opened the doors? The Jews opened the doors. Yeah, the Jews made a deal with him. We'll open the doors as long as you don't hurt us. So now, it wasn't true, but now the Yidin were all getting scared because if people believe it, they're going to all attack the people in the town. They're going to be upset at the Yidin and attack them. Because, oh, you did it. Are you helping them? So the Yidin went to the governor and begged him, please protect us. It's not true. Huh? So the governor gave an order that no one's allowed to touch, hurt anyone. And I protect everybody. I'm going to investigate. I'm going to find out what really happened. In the meantime, I took this Turk, the head of the robbers, to be hung, to be killed. And everyone came to watch. And in the middle, he's being brought in to be hung. And this Turk is looking around to the crowd. And all of a sudden, he noticed the Greek, this Greek storekeeper. And by the way, the Greek, he was the one who told everybody that the Jews opened the doors. He was trying to get the Jews again, get them in trouble. So he saw the Greek, and he's about to be killed. All of a sudden, I was screaming at him, You dirty rat! It's your fault! You tricked me into to accusing the Jewish, Jewish storekeeper, and you told me that you opened the door for me. It was all you... Don't let him get away. It's all his fault. I'm getting killed now. Everything is his fault. So this Greek heard him screaming at him in, in front of everyone. And then he realized he's the one who really opened the door. The Greek person, he started to slip away, trying to run away. But they, they grabbed him. And they brought him to the governor. And the governor said, aha, uh-huh. so you opened the gates for the other army? Are you going to tell the truth? Or do I need to force the answer out of you? Meaning, do I need to beat you up until you tell the truth? So he fell on his feet and started begging the governor, please, don't die. I didn't mean to. I just want to get rid of the Jews. And then no one else. I'm so sorry. The governor said, okay, hang him too. He's a traitor. He opened the doors for an enemy army. So now these two wicked people, these two to show him, were both being hung side by side together. And the governor, this in charge of the army, said, by order of the king, his majesty, the sultan, this is what's going to happen to anybody who makes false accusations against innocent people. Or anybody's going to fight against his majesty, the king. So the Yidin then were saved from another Haman. And who he wanted to give it all the Yidin, and he himself was hung instead. So that day that this miracle happened to them, the double miracle, the Yidin made for their place, like another put him, they did extra davenings, they get for mitzvahs, give extra tzedakah. <laughs>